Welcome back to another episode of A Billion People, One Emotion. Your one place for knowledge on Indian cricket. Uh, welcome back everyone to A Billion People, One Emotion. Uh, it's very, going to be very hard to record this episode considering um, India is humiliating defeat by 8 wickets yesterday. Uh, India got all out for 170 pretty quickly. And then uh, New Zealand made an easy comeback, 140 for two, to clutch the first ever World Test Championship miss. Kane Williamson becomes the first captain to lift it up, along with his side, who are set to be New Zealand's best ever side to play so far. So let's get into uh, the details of the test. So let's begin with what happened and the, in the first two sessions, which included... Uh, around seven Indians just throwing away their wickets, especially people like Kohli, uh, Rahane, Pant, all loose shots and wickets going. What do you guys think about the Indians just giving their wickets those way? And beautiful bowling by Jameson uh, and Bolt. Vivin, go ahead. Uh, well, personally, uh, obviously, it's uh, it's very hard to make this episode, as you said, because India got flattened by New Zealand yesterday. Uh, but I feel like India, yeah, they did throw away their wicket, obviously. For example, Rishabh Pant, he, had, he came down the track and he hit it straight into the air. But I, I feel like there wasn't really an alternative. We were clearly playing for the win. If we were playing for the draw, I feel like there, it would have been a draw because uh, we would have just uh, stayed at the crease more and we wouldn't have tried to uh, take the fight to the bowlers and be as reckless as we were. But um, even towards the tail end, obviously, with... Shami just coming in and trying to hit, but you can't really blame him. He's a, he's a tail end after all. So uh, I think yeah, if we if we had played for the draw, we probably would have had a different uh, outcome. But considering the circumstances and what we were trying to do with the match, uh, that's I think that's what led to the fall of the wickets. And yeah, yeah, heartbreak for Indian fans and and the Indian cricket team. I mean, of course, like Rahane again, he just. N- push it back to the keeper and I mean we just weren't up to the mark New, New Zealand were just the better team and the point and the wicket that really solidified for me that we weren't playing for a draw was was Ashwin's wicket because I mean Ashwin can de- defend we saw we saw the Brisbane test but uh but I mean he he just swung the he, he just swung his bat and outside edge and it went to the keeper and then after that there was no point really defending and playing out overs because because the test because our tailenders would have just gotten out in the same amount of time anyway it was better to get us those extra runs to at least help build up a total and of course pant i mean pant always plays for the win and Today, like even though he scored a good 40 runs, I don't think he was playing his highest level. He couldn't find the gap. He was mistiming the ball a lot. And we just saw from how he got out, he went down the pitch, swung his bat, and it just went straight up in the air. It, even though he scored 40, it wasn't his day. Well, we saw the Indian batting strategy pretty clearly, which is to go for the win. We saw that the Gabba as well while they were chasing 300+. plus. Uh, let's talk about India's bowling strategy. So, India opened with Shami and Ishan, not Bumrah, well, which is not surprising at all. Um, and then went on to Bumrah and Ashwin. After not quite a long spell, Ashwin did pick up two wickets after that. But then India just, uh, it was a downfall from there with the drop catches and whatnot. So, what do you guys have to say for India's bowling strategy? Could they have done anything differently? 
Rehan, go ahead. Yeah, so we saw them come out with uh, Shami and Ishant. I mean, it was not a surprise. Uh, Bumrah wasn't bowling well. Uh, I mean, I did think that in Bumrah's last spell, we did see a glimmer of his old self. He, he got some nicks, he got some balls straight past the bat, beaten and stuff. But throughout the test, he wasn't great. Shami was our best bowler. But even after a while, you could see that he was tiring down. Ishant was practically jogging towards the end. I mean, he wasn't running in with the intensity. And you can't really blame them. I mean, they bowled for so long. And then our batting team just crumbled. And they had to get back on the pitch. So I can't really blame the Indian bowlers for their intensity. And uh, Ashwin was great. Obviously, we saw him pick up uh, two wickets. And even later on, he was troubling the batsmen. Um, Again, I think New Zealand were just the smarter team. Uh, Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor were very smart with their batting. And uh, we saw them, like, they were playing really smart. They didn't give the Indian guys much chances. There were a few drop drop catches and a few uh, reviews, but that was about it. In the fourth innings, there was very little I think we could have done better because the fitness and the and the stamina of our bowlers was just not there. And it's not like they're unfit. They just didn't get enough support from the batting team. Yeah, obviously, um, New Zealand in the first inning scored 249. And uh, in the second innings, India put up a very weak total, obviously, with 170, making New Zealand have to chase 140 runs. And uh, yeah, I think it made sense to open with Sharma, uh, with Ishan Sharma and Mohammed Shami, considering that Bumrah hasn't had the best day and uh, best test, sorry, I should say. And I think it made sense that they also switched it up. Obviously, this is a very low total. And when something's not working and it's such a low total, you can't just keep letting the runs flow and wait for it. You can't be as patient as you'd be normally. So I feel like India was just trying to throw everything they could at the fire. And it, it partly worked, right? Uh, Bumrah, obviously, he, he was back to a bit of form. Not He didn't bowl very well, but you could see the plan. He was bowling from... Uh, he was, he was trying to go out uh, towards the left hand, uh, out from the left-hander when he was bowling to lay them, especially. And uh, the plan made sense. However, he wasn't really able to execute. And uh, at the end, Ashwin was the person who got both lay them and Conway. So uh, the Indian bowling stra- strategy did make some sense, but it was it was too little, too late, considering that New Zealand only had to chase uh, a score of 140. They didn't only had to chase a score of 140, but they took their own sweet time doing it. They took um, Williamson and Taylor by for a long time, uh, taking 45.5 overs to get those runs. Um, we can see, let's talk a bit about New Zealand's batting approach. The shots that Latham played together to Ashwin, it looked like he was attacking. But then we didn't see too many more attacking shots after that when Williamson and uh, Taylor came down to study the ship. So what do you guys think about New Zealand's batting approach? Vivin, go ahead. Well, I think uh, New Zealand weren't looking to be particularly aggressive. Aggressive, Obviously, Latham did play some attacking shots, but I think overall uh, the strategy was to preserve their wicket and just try to rotate strike. And uh, we could see this when Kane Williamson was batting with Ross Taylor. There was kind of a blockage of runs uh, towards the middle, particularly when uh, the spinners were uh, in. And uh, you could see the frustration with Williamson and Taylor because India was actually... Uh, quite tight in the in the middle and we weren't India wasn't really allowing many runs to go and you could see the like how they were really trying to move the game along 
and they were getting quite frustrated. So I feel like New Zealand's plan from the beginning was to try and rotate strike and it became quite difficult to do it in the middle, uh, considering that India was really plugging up the run flow. However, uh, I feel like Williamson and Ross Taylor batted brilliantly to not lose their cool and to not um, get too frustrated and play a stupid shot. They continued, they continued to keep their head low and work hard and uh, eventually it all paid off and they got the win. Yes, it was a beautiful batting display by Williamson and Co. And it will be remembered for a long, long time. Uh, so let, let's move on to our next thing. Let's, let's, let's take a look at the match in a overall perspective. Well, uh, not many overs were played. We thought uh, we thought there'll be an easy draw, but uh, as we saw, there's a result. Um, most most Test matches actually uh, have a result within four days in England, and this was the case as well. Virat Kohli did mention that if there was more time, India could have probably had a better comeback in the game. So we've got a wonderful little stat here that talks about the game by Rehan. Rehan, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, this was, a, even though we didn't play much, there was obviously two days were washed out and there was bad light, there was some drizzle. We lost a lot of overs. But this was actually a very high-intensity test with lots of high-quality bowling and batting. Actually, if you look at the stat, only six tests in the ball-tracking era, which started in 2006, have seen a lower expected balls per wicket. And what balls per wicket is, is basically it's based on a model that measures the likelihood that a certain ball will result in a wicket. And this is based on characteristics of that delivery. So it considers different stuff like spin, deviation, speed, line, length, swing, as well as factors like over rate and uh, required run rate and the batsman's score and the weather, so like over overcast conditions. So like I said, only six tests have seen a lower expected balls per wicket, but out of all of those six tests and this, so the seven, out of these seven tests, none of them have seen an actual higher ball per wicket which means the batsman actually surviving balls than this one. So that just proves that this match, so what this tells us is this match had the most chances, most balls which could get wickets, but it also had the most, uh, it also had the most batsman surviving balls. So, I mean, this is insanely high quality cricket. Like just imagine what would happen if this is a 450 over test and there was no weather interference. Oh, well, if it was a full day test, I mean, I just hope that India could have won that test. But, uh, you know, we didn't, and a lot of things happened. It's a sad day. Uh, India have lost, well, uh, consecutive knockout games and consecutive ICC trophies. They've lost in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Uh, 2019 and now 2021. Uh, all we can hope is that we actually win the T20 World Cup that's uh, coming up. So anyway, uh, since we have talked about the match, it's time to move into a very nice segment here. It's called Rapid Fire. So Rehan first, Vivin second, me third, and let the rapid fire begin. The first question, who was India's best batsman of the match? Uh... Uh, Rohit Sharma. Uh, yeah, I would have to go with Rohit Sharma as well. Even I would have to go with Rohit Sharma. I don't think there was ever a doubt. Um, 
best Indian bowler of the match. I don't think there's a doubt in this one as well. Easily Mohammed Shami. Yeah, definitely Shami. So Mohammed Shami, of course. Best New Zealand batsman of the match. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Kane Williamson. I'll actually go with uh, Devin Conway. Now I'm going to go with Devin Conway. Uh, he's just been so efficient in the very few games that he's played. This was only his third test member. It was a World Test Championship final. Um, best uh, New Zealand bowler of the match. Kyle Jameson. I'm going to go with Tim Saudi. I'm going to go with Neil Wagner. Well, this just shows how effective the New Zealand bowlers were when they were hunting as a group. You know, we saw all bowlers get the setups. How Jameson set up Kohli, just putting it outside and then just going inside, inside and then putting it outside. We saw how Southie set up uh, Rohit Sharma, Shubman Gill. You go uh, out, 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 in. And then we also saw how Wagner set up Jadeja. He bowled all short balls on the left side. And then he came to the offside, he got a nick. So New Zealand bowlers just hunt as a pair. And well, what can you say? They're the best bowling quartet in the world. Okay, now that we finished the rabbit fire, we have one more quick thing to do. So we're going to give you our choices for the awards as of the WTC. The whole WTC, remember, it started at the 2019 Ashes and has ended yesterday uh, at the final. So this is these are the awards for the whole World Test Championship. We have the award for best bowler, award for best batsman, award for best game, award for best single match performance by a player, award for the best series, award for the best debutant, and the most valuable player of the World Test Championship. So I am going to mention an award. We'll have Rehan give his candidate for the award and the reason why he picked that candidate, uh, and then Vivin, and then me. So the first award we're going to have is the best bowler of the World Test Championship. Rehan, your turn. So my nominee for the best bowler of the World Test Championship is Pat Cummins. I mean, Pat Cummins has been great these past two years. He's bowled consistently for Australia and he was the second highest wicket taker in the championship. Just one wicket behind Ravi Ashwin who overtook him yesterday and he's got 70 wickets and I think he was the best bowler these past two years. Uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with Rehan there. I, I would also nominate uh, Pat Cummins for this. I mean, it's hard to say one thing that makes Pat, Pat Cummins so little. There's obviously his height, but um, if you see the amount of pace he gets, the way he's able to vary the length uh, of his bowling so well, he has a killer bouncer. It's, it's, it's just in, incredibly hard to play him and he's so consistent with his bowling. As Rayan said, he has been over these past few years. So I'm going to have to go with Cummins. Well, we have two for Cummins. Uh, I am also going to go with an Aussie bowler. Um, it's an unlikely bowler, but it is one of the greatest Aussie bowlers, of course. Um, I'm going with Nathan Lyon. He has picked up 56 wickets, spanning over 14 games. And spin wickets are not easy to come across in Australia. Uh, definitely pace conditions. They do have a bit of spin, but definitely pace conditions. And Nathan Lyon has just been so wonderful, whether it was against India, against New Zealand, against anybody. Nathan Lyon has surely been the pinnacle of spinners in Australia after Shane won. So I'm just going to have to go with him. Okay. For our next award, the best batsman of the World Test Championship. Rehan. My nominee for the best batsman is 
Marnus Labuschagne, and I mean he's been the highest run scorer. He scored, I think, around sixteen uh, hundred runs, and uh, he's been fabulous for Australia at number three. He's been really consistent, even against India in the first few tests when all the Aussie batsmen were falling. He was the one guy who consistently scored, and he's just been great. Uh, my pick again, same as Rayan. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Marnus Labuschagne. Uh, the World Test Championship was initially started uh, in 2019. He, he debuted in 2018, and since then he's played 18 matches, 31 innings, and he's at, um, he's at a whopping 1800 runs since then. It's, it's insane. He's hit 1050s since he started his career, five centuries. He's so consistent. Um, he's been really good on. Uh, a lot of different kinds of pitches, so he, ha- he has to be, he has to have my vote. Well, you guys are getting a lot of the same picks, eh? And all the picks so far, interestingly, have been Aussie players, and Australia did not make it into the final of the World Test Championship. Anyway, the best, my best bas- batsman is also an Aussie player, but it is not Manus Labuschagne. It is his um, idol. It's Steven Smith. Uh, he's come back after a two-year's ban he walks into the 2019 Ashes first test after a two-year ban. And, well, he scores a double. He scores two in hundreds. Uh, who can do that? Then he gets knocked down by Jofra Archer. And then he comes back and he scores another hundred. Well, everyone says these will score is fun in test cricket. And he actually does. It's so pleasing watching him bat. From his leaves to how he sets up for each ball to his cheeky force. It's just He's a magnificent player, and I think he deserves the title of the best batsman. So, we've had all Aussie uh, nominations till now. Hopefully, we'll have uh, another country be nominated from our next set of awards. Uh, Right now, we'll go to the best debutant of the World Test Championship. Rehan. Yeah, so for me, the best debutant has easily been Kyle Myers. And, I mean, he was a sensation for West Indies. They've not been a very convincing test side and a few months ago he debuted against Bangladesh he batted lower down the order and they had a huge targeted chase he was batting with the tail end and he got 210 runs not out a double century on his debut to save a match it was brilliant well uh, my pick for the best debutant in the World Test Championship, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Kyle Jamieson. Obviously, uh, he played in this final and he was an instrumental part of New Zealand's victory against uh, India. He debuted in 2020 and since then, he's taken five five-wicket hauls in Test cricket and a four-wicket haul. He's amazing. He has an average economy of just 2.26. He's played eight matches and uh, he has 46 wickets. He's he's been absolutely brilliant, and we can see that he's he can perform well even when the entire the the entire world is watching him. He performs under pressure. He's really consistent. He's just he's he's my pick. Uh, well, I think that there were numerable picks for the best debutant. You've got Kylie Myers, Kyle Jameson, of course. You've also got um, many players from India who debuted. Uh, you've got Washington Sundar, Shardul Thakur. Uh, Mohammad Siraj, and then you got the Pakistani young Pacers who debuted um, all across, uh, who played against who played so well against Zimbabwe. Uh, you've got more debutants from England. You've got you've got players like uh, Daniel Lawrence. So many young players coming up. Even from Australia, you've got uh, Cameron Green. Um, it's just been a, like a flourish of debutants. But the best 
has to be Kyle Jameson. There's no doubt that he's the best. He has ripped through India's bowling lineup. I mean, India's batting lineup. But he's ripped through India's bowling lineup also with his magnificent shots, especially during the 2020 series. He's just been fabulous for New Zealand. And um, while watching the TV uh, telecast the other day, we saw the best all-rounder of our time uh, in 21st century was Jack Callis. And I think Kyle Jameson could be another Callis. He can. He has the capability. Okay, so after uh, the first award where we didn't have an Aussie, um, let's go into the best single match performance by a player. Rehan. So for me, it's obviously one of the first matches we had in the first series in Ashes. And it was the Headingley Test in the 2019 Ashes with a wonderful 135 not out from Ben Stokes. I mean, he and Jack Leach just batted 70-odd run partnership towards the end. And when he put his fifth, uh, when he pumped his fists up and the whole crowd erupted, it was such a magnificent performance. That is my pick. I mean, me and Rehan are, we're getting a lot of the same picks here. And I, I mean, it's difficult not to pick Ben Stokes here. 135 runs under pressure, England. He batted while the rest of uh, his team completely collapsed around him. Obviously, in the first innings of the match, uh, England only scored 67 and got all out. And which and it made this performance that much more like that much more interesting. It 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 made it that much that much better. And I yeah, I I just have to give it to Stokes in this one. Well, yeah, Stokes' performance was just mind-boggling. But you know, before I give my pick, I just want to mention like some of the things that we uh, consider. We, I, I considered actually. Well, there are many innings. As Rehan said, Kylie Myers is 210. Rishabh Pant's is attacking innings to win us the game. Uh, Washington Sundar and Shardul Thakur's innings in Australia. You've got Kane Williamson's 200 back at New Zealand. You've got David Warner's 335. Virat Kohli's 254. You've got Kyle Jamieson's six for. You've got uh, Jay Vikrama's uh, beautiful bowling. You've got Embul Denya's performance against uh, England. You've got Joe Root's double hundred in India. And the best the best uh, single match performance, I think, well, it has to go to Rishabh Pant at the Gabba because, uh, you know, India just had to win that test to get into the World Test Championship final. It is the fortress of Australian cricket not been breached for 31 years. And his 89, just just his attacking, nobody would have thought that, you know, you can uh, win a match from there while playing Australia and Australia against Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood. It was just impossible. And Rishabh Pant has done the impossible and that deserves to be up there. Uh, along with many other moments that series like Ashwin's and Vihari's saving of the match. Just magnificent how many good performances are put in. Okay, uh, now let's go on to the best game of the World Test Championship. Best test. Vivin, you go first this time. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the same thing that I chose for uh, ben, for the innings of Ben Stokes. It has to be Australia versus England uh, in the Ashes 2019. I mean, if we look at, as if, as if Ben Stokes's performance itself is not good enough, the context around it makes it even better. Obviously, England was trailing against Australia. Australia had won the first game 
and the second uh, match was a draw and England was trailing if Australia had won it it would have made um, it would have put them in a firm stronghold of the ashes and you know ben stokes it it was already looking like an easy victory for australia considering that england's first innings they got 67 all out that's all and australia again going for 246 in the second innings and england needed to score above 360 against the attack of australia which included hazelwood lion uh, pat cummins as we've already named him as the big, the biggest bowler and om named lion as the biggest bowler so it was a, it wasn't an easy uh, attack and obviously it made it all the more dramatic when nathan lyon missed that uh, quite simple run out that would have ended the match but um yeah i would say that match was it was a roller coaster of emotions for pretty much everyone involved and uh, yeah i would have to say that was the best match of the world test championship this is going to be one of the few rare instances today where i actually disagree with vivin i'm going to go the india australia the border gavaskar trophy series that happened uh, earlier this year and there are a few reasons for this obviously the first test uh, we had the 36 all out i mean well took and then we we came back from that test i mean to come back from that test in in the way that we did with our uh, with a stand in captain ajinkya rahane leading us like that i mean that took guts and that took a lot of character and will from the indian team oh yeah so uh, that was part so yeah so um that series was great and in that series i think we had the best match which was the fourth test the gabba test and india had to win that we had to conquer the fortress which is australia's favorite ground i mean they haven't lost there in years they're great there and we had to come in we had to chase 300 on the final day and we had to beat them so i that's my favorite uh, test of this uh, of this world test championship and it's all the more special because of the context around the series and because of the first test with the 36 all out good story that was like one of the greatest um, games ever played for indian cricket actually um so my choice is well uh, you mentioned it before uh, west indies bangladesh first test uh, earlier this year uh they're playing in bangladesh bangladesh spinning tracks bangladesh is an expert in playing in bangladesh they have great spinners and then there's this guy no one has ever heard of him before kali myers puts up a partnership with bona and they both take the match deep and they win the match for west indies it was an unachievable feat 200 run debut of course uh just magnificent to see uh such a performance by kali myers we mentioned it before as well um so now we move on to the next award uh last but one award the best series played in this world test championship rehan best series for you yeah and as i referred to it in in the last question in the last award it's got to be the bodegasco trophy i mean the first match 36 all out that come back in the second match the the character that vihari and ashwin had to draw that third match and in the last test just the fight back we had in the last innings coming back chasing 300 we had to get the win uh, to qualify for to have a real chance to qualify for the final and i mean just the atmosphere the setting around it the fact that we get we had so many injured players the fact that a captain left i mean 
we pretty much played with a second or third tier indian team and we beat australia in their own backyard we conquered the fortress that was my favorite series um i feel like there were a few potential candidates for this one obviously the border gavaskar series where india finally um beat australia that that was a brilliant series but once again i'm going to have to go back to the ashes of uh the ashes of 2019 it was it was a brilliant series obviously there were brilliant innings and matches such as the one where stokes played like he played hero heroic innings for england but um it was the series was very even the whole way through obviously australia annihilated england by 251 runs in the first test and the second one was drawn that brilliant match where england came back thanks to stokes in the in the third test made it one all australia won yet again winning by another margin of 185 runs and then england in the final match which they had to win in order to tie the this uh, to try tie the championship and not let it slip um into australia's hands yet again uh, they also played quite well and obviously they got australia all out for 263 so um i think it was brilliant it was quite an even series the whole way around you never knew who was going to win because the sides kept switching on one side you thought um australia was definitely going to win the third test and um pretty much get a strong hold and make sure that they weren't going to win but stokes pulled it back and again in the final match we thought australia had a pretty good chance of winning but then again england uh england played very well to kind of pull it back so i think i think the ashes 2019 has to be my favorite two very very good series but the series that go under the radar are the series that are not played by the dominant nations these are nations that play lower profile series bangladesh sri lanka west indies and to a certain extent here south africa i'm going to go with the series i played recently west indies bangladesh it was a two test series um the first test i've already talked about west indies comeback kyle myers double century the second test as well it was so close uh, west indies scored 409 in response bangladesh scored 296 it seems that west indies had complete control of the game and then bangladesh come back with a magnificent bowling they get west indies out for 117 and then with a target of 231 bangladesh fall just short at 213 well it was a series that was won 2-1 by a uh, 2-0 by west indies but it could have been easily 2-0 to bangladesh it was well it was a magnificent series and if you caught some of that well you're a lucky person so that ends our awards for the best series our last award the players or whatever you have to say the most valuable player of the world test championship this guy he would be crucial for your side he'll be the center of your side carrying you who is your most valuable player rehan yeah so obviously there are many candidates i mean we've mentioned a lot of them jameson smith labushain uh, we mentioned rohit sharma earlier too uh, there are just so many great players that have played those root those williamson i mean it's been a fabulous last two years for test cricket and it's been great for my pick i mean obviously there's ravi ashwin who's been fantastic he 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 came back with the bat a few months ago uh, he did well in australia with the bat and he did uh, he scored the century in india that's obviously a great pick but i am actually going to go with uh, Kyle Jamison because when you're talking about the most valuable player you're talking about the player that 
that has been a game changer for you and Kyle Jamison has just been fabulous for New Zealand since his debut. He's been picking up wickets constantly, like like Vivian said earlier, five five wicket hauls. And he debuted in 2020, just just a year ago, one and a half years ago. And he's he's been great with the bat too. I mean, we saw in the series against India, and we saw against we just saw a few days ago. He scored that really important 20 runs in the context of the match. That's huge. I mean. it could have changed the whole dynamic of the game if he didn't score his 20 runs and i think he's and he's super tall too so his fielding is really good he can catch catches that no one else can i just think on all fronts he's such a huge asset for new zealand he's got to be the most valuable player that any team has had this world test championship okay Uh well my pick for most valuable player of the world test championship I was I was a bit torn for this one there have obviously been many brilliant players and uh, at the end I was debating between Ashwin and Pat Cummins but um I I'm going to have to go um for Pat Cummins at the end of the day um me and I I also voted in Pat Cummins for the best bowler and he's just been absolutely amazing for Australia not only has he taken 70 wickets in 28 innings which is it's absolutely brilliant he's only second in terms of wickets to um ashwin but um what he does better than ashwin is also apply a lot of pressure pat cummins and ashwin are both obviously extremely consistent but the thing about cummins is if you look at the number of maidens that he's bowled 158 maidens in just 550 odd overs uh, in the span of 2019 to 21 it's absolutely brilliant what he's been able to do with the ball in terms of his wicket taking ability and is able to and his ability to apply pressure by being consistent and bowling the bowling like variations with the bounce and he's he's absolutely brilliant obviously his height plays into it but his consistency his pace everything just uh, makes him extremely lethal for australia and difficult for any team to face 100% i mean he's just like a legend for australia and so are the other pacers but uh, i mean as you said there are many candidates for mvp like so many players played well but who who stood out who elevated his team when they're down in the dumps who was that one guy that provided balance to the team i don't think it's going to be uh, kyle jamison because New Zealand were prospering, had a prospering pace attack without him. I don't think it's Pat Cummins because, again, the same reason as New Zealand. I don't think it can be Ravi Ashwin also because India were so even he was an integral part, but still India were technically sound. I think it's a guy who pulled his team out of the dumps, um, and a team that were in the dumps really was Australia. they were just down and out after smith was spitter smith and warner were back and then spitter and warner came back warner failed the ashes warner just failed the ashes smith did well then what happened right when smith is doing well and nobody uh, no other batsman for australia is performing smith gets a concussion smith can't play who comes in for smith the first concussion substitute of all time manas labushain and he carries australia's batting He has been an integral part of the 50-over side now as well. Not going to T20 yet, but he will show soon, I'm sure. He is the rock around which Australia was rebuilt, and I think he deserves to be the MVP for his 
uh, I don't know, a, a 1,500 plus runs that he has scored. So that's my pick. So that's about it for the award. That's about it for the World Test Championship. I'm going to reiterate this again. Clive Lloyd's West Indies picked up the first World Cup 50 overs. South Africa picked up the first Champions Trophy. India's India, led by Dhoni, picked up the first uh, World T20 Cup. And now, Kane Williamson's New Zealand picks up the first ICC Test Mace. India have failed to retain the Mace after having it for five years consistently. Now, we call an end to our show. Thank you, Rehan. Thank you, Vivin. Everyone needs to mourn India's loss and hopefully they can come back stronger. Thank you guys for coming and goodbye.